What's the latest on Fernando Tatis Jr.? Plus, let's fire up the worryometer next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5, a podcast that gets you caught up fast on the fantasy news and advice that you need to know. Follow and stream us on Spotify and anywhere else podcasts are found. Today is Wednesday, April 7th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Chris Towers. And the latest on Fernando Tatis Jr., he has been placed on the IL with slight labral tearing in his left shoulder. Chris, how are you handling this Fernando Tatis situation? And would you be trying to trade him for... 75 cents, 80 cents on the dollar right now? Yeah, you can check out my trade chart on cbsports.com. And, and, you know, I wrote a little bit about this. I moved him, you know, once we learned that he's going to try to come back in 10 days rather than have surgery, I did move him to number six at shortstop. So that's right behind uh, Xander Bogarts and Corey Seager at the bottom of that top tier. I, I think it's pretty unlikely that he's, you know, the sixth best shortstop the rest of the season. Uh, I think he, you know, I mean, I guess he could just be pretty good, but, you know, the star upside, superstar upside is totally there. You know, I was talking on the full podcast about how Hanley Ramirez had a similar issue in the 2007 season and put up a 38 homer, 68 stolen base pace uh, after suffering his injury over the final three months of the season. So, it's entirely possible Fernando Tatis does stay healthy and is a superstar, but there's a lot of added risk as a result of this injury. There's you know the, the risk that he doesn't play at a high level, but there's also definitely the risk that he re-injures this shoulder and ultimately does require surgery. And I think the Padres are just making a you know a a bet that if he does require surgery it won't change the outlook for 2021, no matter what. So might as well try to let him play through it. Um, I would have a hard time trading for him. If I could get a Corey Seager or a Xander Bogarts for him, I would definitely make that move, but I wouldn't be looking to move him for just anything. There is no bigger risk reward situation in fantasy baseball right now than Fernando Tatis. He could come back in 10 days and he could be Fernando Tatis and he could be a top five player and he could be awesome for fantasy or he can come back too soon and re-injure his shoulder and kind of be battling this the entire season. So definitely risky, but we know what the reward is for Fernando Tatis. Let's fire up the worryometer. So the way this works, 1 to 10, if you are not worried at all, it's a 1. If you are seriously freaking out and you're panicking, it's a 10 on the worryometer. So let's start with Keston Hiera, Chris, who is 0 for 15 with eight strikeouts. He has a 31% swinging strike rate and strikeouts were a huge issue for him last season. Where are you at on Keston Hiera, one to 10 on the worryometer? Well, I'm definitely not, not concerned about him given that this is the exact thing that went wrong for him last season. And, um, you know, I want to see over the next couple of weeks for sure him cut that strikeout rate down and start to make more consistent contact. I think if he does that, everything else will follow. He's got a great swing when he's on, but his pitch recognition uh, is non-existent right now and he's got big holes. So I would say I'm between a four and a five um, on Keston here on the worryometer. We'll call that a 4.5. Chris Paddock in his first start, four innings pitched, two earned runs, three walks, three strikeouts, only used two pitches. He was going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks on Sunday. He really just didn't look great, Chris. Where are you at on Paddock, one to 10? Uh, again, I think it's between a four and a five. It's it's for a lot of the same reasons. It's just we 
this is the this is the concern about Chris Paddock. You know, he's continuing the bad trends from 2020. And so, you know, over the next couple of starts, I really need to see him work that curveball in and find a way to make his fastball work a little better for him because right now he really looks like a one-pitch pitcher and the changeup just isn't enough. Let's wrap up real quick with Nate Lowe versus Jonathan India. Both players are rostered in less than 50% of CBS leagues right now, and they had great games on Tuesday. Nate Lowe hit two home runs. Jonathan India went three for four with four RBI. Chris, who would you rather have between the two, Nate Lowe or Jonathan India? I think it's probably India, especially if you're talking about a Roto League, just because I do think you know he has the potential to add steals and batting average, where I think you know Lowe is more of just a power RBI guy. And in uh, the 2021 fantasy baseball climate, batting average and stolen bases are a lot harder to come by. So I, I think that's the, the direction I would lean is to Jonathan India if you have to make a choice. And it's worth noting that Jonathan India is about to gain his second base eligibility. He already has third base eligibility as well. One of the top prospects for the Cincinnati Reds. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. This is your audio outlet for fantasy news and advice in just five minutes. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Thank you.